Welcome back to the Bravo Zulu podcast, episode number 42, Uncomfortable Service. Uh, the This was a couple weeks ago now when we recorded this, but me and my boy James, we were sitting down and this is something that had happened to me as I was uh, getting my new eyewear. And, you know, the, the person thanked me for my service and then it got weird. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode is how sometimes your service as a military person can get uh, uncomfortable um, not just outside of the uniform, but while you're in uniform too. So if you want to, uh, you know, talk about it, don't forget to v- visit the uh, Facebook page, stop in on the YouTube channel, new uh, videos going up there more regularly. And uh, thanks for joining us. And welcome back to the show, episode something or another. It's Sunday morning. It's early. I got coffee. I got James in the studio. What's going on, James? What it do? Hey, so I, in full disclosure, I just made that same fuck up where I didn't push the record button, but this time we're only like a minute in before I caught it. So I'm learning. All right, so we'll jump into it. Um, I was at the optometrist. And the person who's fitting my glasses and, and making sure I look good at him, uh, you know, he, he noticed I was in the military. So he thanked me for my service. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it made me uncomfortable and feel a little weird. It always does. It doesn't matter if it's at Home Depot and I'm getting my low 10% discount. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It always makes me feel a little weird. And this day is a little bit more so because... Uh, you know, I told him, oh, yeah, I usually brush it off, right? Just about, oh, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, it's it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's I enjoy it most of the time, you know, and just, yeah, just try to play it off, right? And, yeah. uh, be pleasant, keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's not dwell on this, but, you know, I'm there, you know, to interact with the person and I'm not quite done yet. So, you know, and, and he was like, well, no, you know, what you do is, uh, very selfless. It's it's very honorable thing. It's very selfless. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, they pay me, right? I mean, they can't be that selfless. <laughs> if they, I mean, it, it's it's volunteered in the beginning, but then they pay you to keep you around. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, you know, I was saying we're sold a benefits package when we're recruited, right? Like they, they tell you, hey, you know, you're the first and 15th, you know, you know what they say, three hots in a cot, you know, and, and insurances and families taken care of. And they sell you all the benefits package and seldom, oh, and big part of that benefits package, right? You could go to college for free, right? And, and usually, usually when they say that, they're talking about the uh, GI Bill, whether it was back in the day, your Montgomery GI Bill. What it's changed to now, mostly the nine eleven GI Bill. That's a the biggest part that they sell, I would say, right? So they're selling you that, and if they're selling you and you're buying it, how selfless can it be? You know, you might have the intentions of when when you show up there that it's a uh, duty, country, you know, all that good stuff too, and. You know, for you listening, it might be a lot of that. And that's great. You know, it's that for me, too. And he asked that. He said, you know, if I had a family history of and I was like, yeah, I do. You know, I had I had a 
uncles that served in Vietnam, you know, one in country, one not in country. Uh, you know, my dad served, uh, grandfather served, you know, a, a long line of got cousins that have served long line of, of service, but none of them like retired. And in Vietnam, I mean, shit, we could get those two old guys on there and you'd have two different, you know, opinions of the, you know, Vietnam, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you get, uh, it, what I'm getting at is like, so then, then he got into, you know, that like making me more comfortable because he brought up like the duty and sacrifice and that. And I was just like, nah, it, it's a it's sacrifice for sure. But like everything that he's spitting that a lot of civilians might think or, or picture the military as, I was just kind of sitting there scratching my head like, nah, man, it is not like that. All that duty on our country, it's fewer and fewer joining and staying because of all that. Thoughts? Uh, well, I think uh, a lot of that comes from, you know, previous generations kind of built up that equity. Uh, it's a lot different when you're drafted somewhere, you know, to go do something nice. Hey, I want to get some money for school. And even still, you know, with the people going in today, and I include myself, even though I'm not there anymore, you know, we kind of had, let's call it a duck a duck, you know, pretty cushy jobs. And mm-hmm. I never, you know, when people tell me that, I, I mean, you know, I thank them and I kind of keep it moving, but I always kind of tell them, like, you know, I didn't really you know, do that much. I mean, I did my little part, but, yeah. you know, I've always thought that was for more for people that, you know, got shot at shot at people, stuff like that. But I mean, it's a nice gesture, but again, I think that's at least in my case, you know, for other people. Right. And I mean, so we could go definitely where it's like, I I try to, I'm I'm, I'm definitely not going to be there and, and pump myself up to a stranger and be like, I've done all this and that amongst friends. You know, it's one thing where you'd be like, yeah, well, I've been on this many deployments. I've done this. I've done that. You know what I mean? Uh, amongst other fellow service members but with that stranger, I'm not, I'm not going to share that to try to gloat. And he, he, well, you could say this part, what you just brought up, right? That it's for those that, you know, kind of the, those combat veteran type, right? That, but then it's also like, well, you can say, well, what makes them better? Why do they deserve it more? Just because they were shot at? Choose your rate, choose your fate, right? As the old saying goes. So does one person deserve it more than the other? Because nowadays you could definitely see where those who have served more in country and in the more hostile environments, right? They definitely flip that into a post-career um, of of whatever they like, right? Whether it's content creating, politics, um, or, or, you know, such and such coffee companies, fucking beer companies, whatever. They flip it into that where they use that image then to, uh, to, you know, to sell their, to sell themselves and their product. Is theirs, is their, uh, thanks for service, um, more fulfilling or something than, than the, the thank you that we get? Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of individual. I mean, <clears throat> just in my mind, I, I just don't see what I was doing as equivalent to somebody that 
you know, was in the mountains and hills of Kandahar shooting at people and kicking in doors. I mean, you know, some people, you know, maybe think their admin job was that important, but I mean, combat stapler. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of individual thing, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, like, of course, like I'm not trying to say my LS job is, was as hard or I had it as bad as that, like you said, those dudes in the mountains. I, I'm, I know dudes that have been over there, right? Like in, in at the pinnacle of that top, you know, combat stuff. So I, I'm not trying to bring their experience down to mine or bring mine up to theirs. I, I guess it's just like if it is all volunteer, right? And it's all supposed to be for country and honor and duty and all that, then wouldn't they all be equal? But it, so. So we, so I mean, it's also, it's also kind of like, you know, we all kind of at this point volunteer to go in, but obviously there's different, you know, jobs that have a higher likelihood of, you know, death and, yeah. you know, higher degree of danger. So, I mean, I guess that has a lot to play with it too. I mean, so technically they're volunteering to go be a SEAL or yeah. whatever they're going to go do and stuff like that. So. Again, I mean, you know, that's just how I've always kind of looked at it. So then, then he, then it got uh, even stranger because I don't know how it took the turn there, <laughs> right? Okay. I, I already, you know, um, because I don't like I don't know. You know how conversations go sometimes. Sometimes someone just says something, and you're like, oh, we're so we're all the way there now, right? And <laughs> I forget. Like I, I wish I could have like say exactly how it was brought up. But somewhere along the lines, um, it was brought up. Uh, Chula Vista, you know where I'm at, recently voted to remove uh, a Christopher Columbus statue over here at one of the parks named Discovery Park. Okay. Okay. And you know, I, I have no real uh, stake in it. I'm, I'm, I, I live here. I don't pay taxes here. Okay. I'm just a, a visiting resident. You know, home of record, Arizona still. But, you know, this is a topic that is nationwide, right? These removing of statues and renaming of bases, you know, if we if we want to keep it even more militaristic there. And so some somewhere along the lines, he was like, you know, uh, you we can't erase history. And let let me give you a little bit of background about this guy. Right. Uh, Because because we got we talked a bit and, you know, uh, Mexican guy. Uh, born and raised here. Parents were immigrants. Um, he was like in his forties. Uh, the, he he seemed um, he seemed a little different. You know, unmarried, no kids. I think that's the best way I could put that. Uh, and you know, he he you know he said dad worked hard, this and that, whatever. Right, but that that that's what I got from him. That's what he gave me. Right when we were sharing. And so he's like, you can't erase history. And I was like, uh, so you're going all the way over there now. Right. We went from the thank you for my service. And, and maybe it was because I said, you know, kids nowadays that join the military, they're not joining for the same reasons that people were drafted for. You know, there wasn't this, there isn't this, you know, world conquering threat of other countries invading whole continents. You know what I mean? And so nowadays people are joining for different reasons or something. 
And I don't like that. I don't know how it went there, but he started talking about Christopher Columbus statues getting removed and this and that, and and that they're trying to rename these bases. And I was like, oh god, dude, why'd you have to go here, bro? And <laughs> because and, and like I don't even know how to like segue to like what like who cares? They voted. The statues removed. Like you could get into all of the things of Christopher Columbus, good or bad, however you feel about it. History is history, but in, like to me, it's like, but um, you know, this whole government thing that that we're supposed to believe in and work that we're supposed to be, well, we're not defending, we're defending the Constitution in my eyes, but you know that that we're fighting for and you know our leaders, so to say, they voted, and they voted to remove that shit. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> a statue, a mural, uh, your name being put on a building, that's all an honorific. That's like yeah, a, a, an acknowledgement of great achievement. Your your achievement or your good deed or it's 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 something that the average person doesn't get, right? Right. Like you know, you take care of your family, you wake up, you go to work, whatever, but there's no statues being built about you just yet, right? Mm-hmm. So it's also in the public space. So it's not like some private citizen, you know, has this on their property. So with all those things, you know, when you live in a society that's not homogenous, meaning, you know, it's made up of different people and, you know, it's a supposedly democratic society, you know, guess what? People vote on things and you yeah, know, things change over time. And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, uncomfortable with uh, a lot of these things. So, you know, you're not really erasing history because guess what? It's not like anybody's leaving this, you know, continent. So, <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's not really erasing history. It's just taking that honorific away from them. I mean, they're still going to be talked about how they talked about in, you know, history classes. So, yeah, and, and you know, I mean, I think I know how you feel, but the I guess the, the same could be said with you know these um, bases and these uh, I, forget, I forget what Congress calls them or whatever they're committees, right? Of looking into renaming military bases and stuff, right? And you know, I can I can understand to to a very small degree of the history of the base, but the history of the base. Or ship, because there's ships out there that, you know, uh, are coming under fire too, right? Um, the history of that ship or base is not going to change because you name it something else. Now, the base, I, I think it's a lot easier to rename, right? Um, there's some bases out there that got, you know, it, it, to me, it's, it's more obvious that why is a base to question why a base is named after a Confederate general, right? Like, why? Why the fuck did that ever happen? Was that base already stood up and it was there operating um, under that name? And then once, you know, the Civil War ended and and the country was, you know, quote unquote, we reunited and it was just kind of like folded into the into the overall scheme of our, our military and it never changed and it hasn't changed for, you know, 200 years or something. Or is it, you know, commissioned in 1950 and they named it that? 
You know what I mean? I think that I think though if you know, depending on which answer you get, uh, can really sway or not sway, but uh, dictate ha- uh, how strong of a feeling you might want to have or, or how you would analyze it. What do you think? Well, this is you know kind of an uh, you know an, uh, an outgrowth of you know diversity, right? Of uh, people in power and you know citizenry understanding that they don't necessarily have to, you know, for lack of a better saying, take it anymore, right? Because yeah. a lot of this stuff was stood up and decisions were made without a good deal of the uh, public's input, we'll say. We mm-hmm. all know where that goes. So, you know, as, you know, country becomes more diverse, you're going to get people that have had a lot of, uh, you know, long-held ideas and beliefs and Stuff's gonna get put out there, and you know, there you go. So, uh, to me, you know, it just seems pretty stupid that people that argue about specifically, like you know, con- the Confederacy, and this could be a whole episode by itself. But you know, basically, traitors that lost. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't, really know. I don't really know. I mean, you look at Germany; there aren't any like you know, tributes or statues to the Nazis anymore. So, I mean, yeah. Just saying. Yeah, that's the easiest comparison to make. And I under, I agree and understand too. Like, as the war machine that we often are, like, as the, you know, the we want to be winners, right? If we're going to be winners, why the fuck are we recognizing losers? You know, we could put it in those most simplistic terms and take away the history of it and all that other stuff that people like to argue, right? And just be like, no, this is this is supposed to be a winning country, right? So why the hell are we recognizing losers? We ain't recognizing losers in anything else. So let's just take the that, which to me is also kind of like a moronic argument, right? Like that's the most or the least uh, intelligent, <laughs> you know, argument for it. But you know, you got to sometimes dumb it down for the mass, right? We're winners. We don't recognize losers. Fucking change it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a, uh, you know, Hitler has living relatives here in the United States. I mean, are they actively, you know, advertising that and, you know, trying to, you know, fly their family history in front of everybody? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean they, they, man, they're like, happen. I mean, I wonder know. how many times they've na- changed their names and not brought that shit up ever. You know, hey, who's your grandfather? I don't know. <laughs> died died in World War Two. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, who knows? I don't know. I, I, you know, but again, it's pretty stupid. But a lot of this, you know, romanticism of the uh, of the Confederacy is kind of a recent deal, like recent as far as the like 20th century with the. Yeah, I think it was like the Daughters of the Confederacy when they started doing that bullshit. Or I forget the name of the the group exactly, but. You guys can look it up, but a lot of this stuff is new, and a lot of these, you know, monuments and other things were built, you know, decades after the war. You yeah, know, a lot of those people were already dead, and just it's it's a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, no, I've looked so. into it. A lot of it was during the you know segregation, uh, civil rights movement, you know, Jim Crow era stuff like that. A lot of the, a lot of that shit popped up during that time, like the you know you said what forties, fifties, sixties, and there where there's like, oh no, let's. Let's give a subtle reminder kind of bullshit is when this stuff started popping up. So it wasn't, and that's what I'm saying. I think if you look at it, looked at it 
and like let's go back to the military bases, right? If these military bases were operational during the Civil War and they were named Fort Lee or Fort uh, what what's the what some of the other ones? I know Fort Lee's the biggest one. Uh, Benning, maybe I don't know, but they were named that right during that during the Civil War, and they were just folded over into the you know United States post Civil War. I think it's a lot easier to understand that for 200 years it was just never looked at or changed. But if these bases are, are, are a lot newer, you know, even by 100 years, you could say, right? And, and you know what? I got Google. I could Google it. Well, again, it gets back down to diversity. You know, someone's experience and their, you know, their privilege to be a certain way wouldn't have them look at something any differently. You know, it's a status quo. It's like, okay, well, there you go. Whereas someone who's not that way would be like, well, why is this? This doesn't make sense. This doesn't represent us. Let's have, let's question this. So, you know, again, you know, people can feel all kind of ways about this, what have you, but you know, get out there and vote. That's the case. If you want to keep it or do whatever, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Fort Lee, just because I'm, you know, fact check myself, you know, um, was in 1917 going into World War One, right? So, you know, uh, that that is actually closer to um, the end of the Civil War than it is to today, right? Was Civil <clears throat> War 1865 ish? So you're looking at 35, 45. About 50, 60 years, 1917 to now is more than 100 now, you know. So, you know, it's post that time. But obviously, you know, it's still for for the losing side, right? I'm just reading this. uh... Yeah, so, I mean, like, you, you would still think, like, why? Even then, right? It's not like there, like in 1917 people were stupid. But you could definitely say that it was less diverse. And being that it is in Virginia, you could say that the diversity was probably uh, very low, you know. Um, and by low, I mean, like, you know, to put it bluntly, it, it was black and white, right? That, that was your diversity in 1917 for the most part, right? It's not like today where diversity, you know, covered so much other things. Um, but, yeah, it just change, change the name. I don't care. You know how many other people? have been great Americans who've served the country. Yeah. That's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like we're fighting for this. Excuse me. Not me, but people are fighting to like, keep these names the same. But then when you throw out other names of like American heroes that have, you know, sacrificed their life of time or actual, you know, physical life it's like, well, why not? Why not name it this person instead of after a Confederate loser? Why not name it after this person? who is also from that state. You know what I mean? Like Virginia. You tell me we can't find some great American hero from Virginia that's, you know, uh, served the United States of America, not the U- United States Confederate or whatever. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> we all we all know what this is about. So, again, I, I don't really pay too much attention to the people that kind of say that stuff. But, you know, there are some people that legitimately don't understand the full history of 
these people that these, you know, things are named after or statues are built after. Right. You know, some of it is an education problem. Uh, so, you know, uh, I think there's, there's a lot to be left desired in you know, the American edu- educational system and how things are taught. And you know, I'll get on to a whole nother tangent. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, controversy on some things going on proposals for, you know, the curriculums across the country now. So, you know, this is just another outgrowth of a lot of other things that we got going on. So, yeah, for sure. You know, and maybe we'll visit some of that stuff in the future. Um, But, you know, it's there's a a popular CMC on Facebook that posted when this shit was going down, when um, was the DOD passed the uh, the order out there that uh, no other flags would be flown except like state flags and the American flag um, on bases, uh, whether it's your vehicle or otherwise, you know, it, you get state flags and American flags and it lists everything. And um, yeah, I was happy with it, you know, because I'm a believer and you, you know me well enough where like I'm very pro American, right? But that doesn't mean like I, I'm a lot of people, you know, hear that shit. I'm like, oh, man, this fucking Caucasian guy. <laughs> but I'm just like everyone should just be American and, 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 and drop a lot of other shit and we'd be better. Right. And so I'm OK with like only flying the state flags and the American flag because it, it does away with with motherfuckers like running up on base, you know, with the Confederate flag hanging off the back of their truck. Like, you, and, you know, where we're at in California, I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Like, you don't, like, you don't look cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that, you, that's not a flex. <laughs> it's not a flex. Uh, I mean, maybe in their circle it is. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. But, you know, hey. <laughs> you want to look like a jackass? Go right ahead. Yeah, so... So you know, okay. So we'll get back to the to this. So, so homie at the optometrist brought that up, and I was just kind of like, well, you know, people serve for different reasons, you know. And maybe that's where I started going into, you know, nowadays, uh, college. If you ask a service member, hey, you know, why did you join the Navy or pick any branch you want? I, mean, I ask, I ask the Navy. Um, the most common answer you get is for college you know and it's if if their answer is for college then that means the recruiters are selling college the most right would you agree uh it's either you know that's what's getting pushed or uh that's just something what they were interested in i mean it's either or so and and when you'd brought up before you know uh during your time of like high school going into college, right? Is that what's pushed, right? Everyone needs a degree to be successful. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of slowing down. That, but, was, that was more of a societal thing. Right. So, I mean, but, but we could wait to get there was kind of what was pushed. Like you need to do this. So how are you going to do that? You go to, you know, the college route or the military route. But, you know, we remember like the military is just a, a small society, that that reflects you know real life out there, real society. So if you remember back in the day, you know early two thousands, mid two thousands, right? Um, there was the push for all chiefs to have a degree. The push was there for the military too to be like, hey, you have to be educated, 
right? All to make chief, you needed a bachelor's. That was being pushed by one of the McPons. Yeah. So, you know, and, and we're getting away from that. But I think they'll put the the biggest selling point to recru- for recruiters is you get this free college education, and people are coming in, and that that's their main focus. And, you know, I mean, you get you get sailors in nowadays. The first thing they're asking you, you know, at your uh, career development board check in is like, yeah, when can I go to school? Like, where's like where's my degree? Like, where where do I do this? <laughs> and it's like, um, well, first you need to get a messenger called. You know, like first, you, you know what I mean? And and like their whole thing is like, no, no, I came to go to, and this is where I, where I start to side on the, the militaristic side of it, right? Like you came to serve your country. Like you're here to do this job, right, of service, you know? And uh, many just think it's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm here for a nine to five, homie. It's like, what are you talking about? No, man, this thing's 24-7, man. Like this is, you're always on call. You always got to be ready. Shit could pop off. You know what I mean? And I think that's often forgotten in today's service is that we are here to do war, even if it is on the ship, in admin, in supply, you know, on the deck, you know, whatever it is, it all contributes to the war machine that is the military. Yeah, I mean, I know we have the the quote unquote war on terror, but, you know, it's a lot different that's kind of like an asymmetrical kind of situation vice the cold war you know russia or you know vietnam the vietnamese or korean war the koreans you know what i mean it was not that easily defined enemy right so the average person plus we're not drafting anybody right so mm-hmm. the average person is so far removed from the military that all they know is what they've, you know, heard, you know, from a friend or, you know, whatever recruiter, you know, sold them a bill of goods or what little research they did do or what have you. So it's, again, you know, it's not like, you know, everybody, all the guys in the neighborhood went to Vietnam and, you know, none of them came back kind of a deal, right? So there's really, even though we've had reports about Afghanistan, it's just not the same push, we'll say, yeah. that, that it was back then. So, you know, people are like, I can get in, go do this thing and chill out for a little bit and get out when I'm done. So it's just it's just a different dynamic. How was it for you? Like, what what did you think? Was it the, that college move? Was it... Um, cause I mean, and we talked about this during your, your last episodes, right? You've had a plan and you've kind of like, all right, Hey, th- this is the plan going into this, but you, you're not dumb. So you recognized the, the, the war part of it and the death part of it the whole time. Right? Like it wasn't like, it's, yeah, it's a job you're showing up, but you know, especially like when, when you're on deployment and nine eleven pops up, like you, you knew what time it was. You knew what we did, right? Yeah, so you got to go back to, you know, the turn of the century, right? So we had kind of just come out of, uh, you know, Desert Storm happened early 90s. I was just getting to junior high. You know, I obviously missed Vietnam, but, you know, my 
uncle and my dad had gone through that stuff. So, you know, I heard a few stories here and there, but a lot of it, you know, came from, you know, Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen all the movies, you know, Apocalypse Now, uh, freaking, uh, Full Metal Jacket and, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I basically knew <clears throat> that if anything was going to jump off, <laughs> you know, the kind of the main branches that, you know, get chopped up were, you know, the army, the Marines. So yeah. I, I kind of knew that going in. Okay. So I knew not to go that route. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then by the time it actually came for me to decide to go in, uh, you know, the war in the Balkans, had kind of kicked off of like, uh, you know, break up Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. Slobodan Milosevic and like all that stuff and hearing all that stuff that jumped off. So it was pretty easy to understand that, you know, shit can get real, real quick. But, you know, again, being in the Navy, unless you're really doing like spec war or something like that, you're limiting that exposure, that direct yeah, you don't, exposure. You don't really deal with that so much, we'll say, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean that. I mean, I ain't gonna say that's research and no. Yeah, that's not why I joined the Navy, but it's something that I definitely recognized while I was in. But you know, that's not to say the Navy is like the Navy's dangerous. You know, just because we don't have bullets flying at us, you know, which you say is more dangerous. But like that shipboard environment, like people die. Like you know, oh, ship takes a roll, thump, bump their head on a pipe, done. You know what I mean? Like that, that, like people don't like. It is not as often or common, but it's not like it's just like this safe environment. You know, you get a shipboard fire, like fuck, man. You know, definitely want to get that under control asap. I mean, that's true, but then again, nothing is safe. I mean, yeah. you could be an accountant driving to work, and some yeah. drunk driver hits you, and yeah. you know you're dead. So you're just talking about percentages, yeah. right? So percentages tell me that. I'm going to be pretty good to go yeah. on, a, on a ship if some stuff jumps off by being boots on ground somewhere. So, I, I, I mean, that's all you're really doing. That's all you're playing just percentages. Oh, I had something in my mind. You know, um, but like something else I think of, right, is like a, when we bring that up, is like the McCain and the Fitzgerald that happened a couple of years back, right? Uh, I think you were might have still been in, maybe just just retired to go on retirement, right? When those ships collided with other ships and everything, and, and we lost sailors, right? Like, when it when it's uh, catastrophic, and it's with anything, right? You're right about the percentages, but, like, that shipboard environment, man, like, when it goes catastrophic, it, it can, it could go catastrophic real fast, real bad, and, and then you got, you know, holes in ships, you know, the USS Cole, you know, um, you mentioned that before, right? Uh, serving with someone on there. I think that was you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, 20 foot by 40 foot hole in the side of a ship, you know, shit flooding out. Like that, that shit's no good, man. Like it's that, that, that catastrophic level goes, goes very high, very fast. You know what I mean? Whereas, I, I, I mean, I, it's apples and oranges, I guess, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just like looking at it like, in that wartime effort, people need to realize that that's more what I'm looking at, right? In the in the actual war, if China shit pops off, right, and and the Navy has to go do Navy work out there around the islands and shit, 
Like you, we need to look at the worst case scenarios out there in history and realize that your fucking college is not happening right now. Like you're not getting your, uh, your distance learning underway. You know what I mean? That's my thing it, it is you're going to be out there and you need to be ready for those 20 foot by 40 foot holes in the side of shit. And you better know what to do because it's not college ain't going to be it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm assuming things haven't changed. You know, you run your drills and yeah. do all this other stuff that, you know, everybody bitches about, but you know, there is something to be said for repetition and, yeah. you know, stuff sinking in because of course no one wanted to sit in their FFEs and do all that silly shit with decade. But at the end of the day, you know, push came to shove. We knew what to do. And yeah, you know, so, I mean, I would figure it'd be the same way now. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, something, you know, last year, uh, last year when the uh, Bonham Richard caught fire, I don't know if you, you saw that in the news and whatnot, right? Um, caught in San fire. Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here in San Diego, yeah. you see the smoke yeah. all the way from my house. Um, you know, it, it was, it was in port. It was pier side. They're, you know, doing some yard of veil stuff. Caught fire is now being decommissioned. It's going to be scrapped at like, the whole base had sailors over there fighting that fire for like that day and a half, two days. And it was remarkable to see like w- the sailors step up to that level and use all that training. Right. And, and, and kind of forego, like I'm sure college wasn't on their mind, but to see that there's still plenty of sailors and plenty of fight in the sailors, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm afraid of, kind of, when, when I talk about this, right, is are we so focused on the, the benefits package that we forget that there's a fight still going on? And for us, it doesn't have to be in wartime all the time, right? Again, we're, we have not been that active except for, like, aircraft carriers and shit like that and protecting some kind of oil platform um, in this fight fight on terrorism, right? But... You go back to World War II and you read those, you know, the last time we had great, you know, naval battles, like it was that those sailors were at it for days in those, in those fights. You know what I mean? You know, uh, pack, packing fucking those big guns on the, on the battleships, launching aircraft. Like you're at, at general quarters for days at a time waiting for the enemy. And so to see that the sailors in port stepped up to fight, you know, just a, just, you know, quote unquote, just a, a fire that consumed the whole ship, but they had that fight in them. You know, it gave a little warm and fuzzy a little bit to this chief, at least, um, to see that we had sailors that, that, that still had that fight in them and, and where it just wasn't all about like that benefits package. It was good to see. Well, I mean, you have to kind of temper that feeling with, uh, <clears throat> kind of not turning into the old man telling people to get off your lawn kind of a deal. Yeah. I mean, Every generation said that. I mean, you know, when you showed up with your little crew, mm-hmm. crack jumping you guys, and look at you guys now. Yeah. Damn it, all you guys, chiefs or officers or whatever you're doing. So, I mean, yeah. you know, just give the yeah. youngins a little, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of leeway to learn and get better and stuff, and it'll happen. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're, remember, you're absolutely uh, right. All the OGs when I came in, got to my boat, of course. The Navy's going to hell, and we'll let you guys in, and all sort of silliness, and you know somehow it survived. So. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a that's a big topic out there on the socials right now. Um, there was a sailor in like the Norfolk area. It is bad. I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you. Uh, that's a, 
It was a, a female sailor walked into a package store, a little mini mart or something, wearing a bralette, which is like, you know, the, the tank top bra. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hot pink, belt off, no blouse. For some reason, her command ball cap, she put it on still, and boots or shoes, whatever, right? And so it was like pretty much pretty much what she did was, you know, she took off her blouse, she took off her brown shirt, and she walked into the store. And, you know, it blew up because, you know, there's a, there's a, a social media post made about it. And, and you, you know, it was made by a retired service member, you know, probably Navy guy, I think. And, you know, the story he told was there was a lieutenant in there and the lieutenant told them, hey, you guys need to get up out of here. Like, you go put your uniform on or, or whatever, right? Paraphrasing here. And they pretty much told the lieutenant, you know, kick it, you know, get out of here. I'm off work. I'm, I'm doing me. And then, you know, the of course, you know, the old retiree, you know, high and mighty up on his fucking, you know, steed of valor and everything wanted to chime in too. And he's the one that snapped the picture. He's the one that posted up on social media, the retiree, you know, not the Lieutenant, the retiree. And of course, you know, that shit blew up. It's on Facebook. It got shared. It got shared. It got commented. Comments were turned off. Posts were deleted. Um, of course, being that there are civilians on many of these pages kind of snooping around and looking and being that many um, retirees are from a yesteryear and, and, you know, we'll say not diverse or not that diverse or even some of the diverse ones. Probably a lot of uh, extra comments that are, you know, definitely out of pocket and definitely uh, charged by uh, the way people look uh, were said. I didn't see none of those like it, it got to. Del- a lot of shit got deleted pretty quick, but you can imagine where where it went, right? No, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm just thinking like I I don't even I'm just thinking like what the fuck was this person thinking? Like like how ridiculous is this? How, how, like what goes through a sailor's mind to be like here? Let me take off my brown shirt and my black like my blouse and my brown shirt and grow and go in the store with my command ball cap on. That's the part that gives me with the command ball cap. And your pink uh, bralette, as uh, I, I'm told, that's what it is. <clears throat> you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, it's gonna ask for some trouble. Like uh, they wanted all the smoke. I don't know. <laughs> they wanted all the smoke, man. They wanted all the smoke. Yeah, uh, check it out. I, I just sent it to you so you can, you know, have the clear visual of what I'm looking at here. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just like. You know, the, it, it, and then, uh, then you get into, okay, well, it's the old retiree, right? And of course, and this kind of goes into like, you know, the back in my day, you know, we only served with fucking honor and courage and commitment, right? And it's like, come on, man, like, we don't need to hear that shit, right? And then you get other people, you know, wanting to post up other shit about, oh, hey, you want to see back in your day? And, and, you know, dig up the photos from back in your day. And those photos aren't kind. You know what I mean? Like, you go look at the back-in-your-day photos. You got people, you know, drunk out, passed out in the streets in their blues. You know, just, like, you know the craziness that happened back in their day. You know what I mean? Like, in all aspects of, of that phrase. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean, that's human nature. You know, we, uh... We fuck up. Tend to look at the next, tend to look at the next generation with side-eye and, you know, romanticize, you know, back-in-our-day deal. Yeah. So, you, you, expected. you get the picture I sent you? 
Uh, hold on. Check your check your messenger app, and you just you're like, yeah, what the fuck. But yeah, so so I'm just looking at. It, I'm just like like yeah, it, it's a. Uh, you catch a person like this, yeah, you got to say something, right? If you're, you're if you're anyone in that leadership position, you got to say something. You would just hope that they would respond better than like blowing you off and giving you a "well, I'm off of work" kind of attitude, right? It's like, I mean, the least you could do is take off your ball cap. And if someone says something, lie out your ass. I'm, like, I'm not even in the middle. I'm just borrowing my friend's pants. <laughs> you know? Well, so, I'm look, so I'm looking at the picture here. And uh, see what that is. That's somebody who uh, is is only going to be a one termer. Yeah. They're, 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 they're not going to stand. And, uh, you know, that's. Your chain of commands fault for not <laughs> reining that in. So I'm pretty sure if they're doing that, they're probably fucking off at work too somehow, yeah. some way. So yeah, and you know that's what yeah. other people brought up too. You know, and I, I I firmly believe that also, but I don't believe um, that we that we pass it off right on chain of command on their chief. We don't we don't just ask well who's their chief. Oh, I got kids waking up. We don't just ask who's their chief. Oh, hold one. Yeah. Okay, so we don't just pass it off. What's she doing? I told her to come here. We don't just pass it off on the leadership and just and just be like, oh well, you know, that sailor's probably going through something or whatever, whatever. That sailor might, but um, you know, so something's got to be done, right? Obviously, something's got to be done. If you're there, you see it, you correct it on spot, and then you ask for the chain of command info, and then you contact them. Like, yeah, <clears throat> maybe, maybe the chain of command doesn't know that something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be a million things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially the since they're is to let them know, like, hey, this is what's going on out here, because, but as you know, it's better to hear it at the lowest level possible than like <laughs> the base CMCs <laughs> see that, and then hey, Chief Moore at command such and such, did you know your sailor? And that's not how. That's not good. So you know, I mean. Oh yeah, I, I guarantee that's going to be happening, right? I'm sure it is. You got the command ball cap. That's an easy CMC at you know CVN DDG whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's 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 easy fix. But you know, we got to remember that. Um, according to the story, a lieutenant did try to you know help them out. You know, and then this was posted by a civilian, right? And. and you know those posts. I'm I'm gonna take those with a grain of salt. Like that's why. Like I I'm talking about it just because like I, I've heard other people talk about it and 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 it deserves and you kind of go in line with what we're talking about of like you know why this uncomfortable service this this person probably very uncomfortable serving. I'm gonna say right. That's why they went into you know the store like this. I I tell you I don't like wearing my uniform out in town anywhere on any stop. Cause it's it's like physically uncomfortable. I don't like wearing that thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't say that you know I was Captain America or the perfect sailor, but I mean, I don't think I ever got that <laughs> out of bounds. <laughs> I mean, that's a yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like every every generation, every sailor has a story, right? But this one is kind of like whoa, like. 
like you just going into the store like you just can't leave it on for that little bit you can't just wait it Let, let's say you jumped in the car and took it off right because sometimes i jump in the car and i'm like man I just, i'm gonna take my blouse off i'm gonna untuck my shirt and and, and that's how i'm going home right which that's fine but i'm not like if i have to if nikki texts me on the way home is like hey i need you to stop and get milk guess what i'm doing i'm tucking my shit back in i'm not just going in the store like ah oh, fuck it you know yeah that's straight savage i don't know I mean, I don't know, but as far as that's one of the reasons I wanted to get away from, you know, the area of a base is because number one, you get that retirement community and all these, you know, civilian people that think that they've been, it's just, it's just a weird kind of world that I didn't want to be around. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and that's my alarm. Hey, hey, come here. People. Oh. We got a special guest on today's podcast. <laughs> Little Pimo. All right, well, you know, with that and with this little beautiful thing in my arms now, we'll go ahead and wrap that. You know, hey, if you out there listening, uh, wear your uniform while you're out. Wear your uniform while you're out, you know. Um, yeah, I got to go. I got my little girl here. She just woke up. This is a real life, people. Note. We out here hustling. We out here hustling. Hey, you know, if you're serving, stay safe, do it honorably, get your college done, keep that uh, work-life balance, <laughs> and uh, wear your uniform. All right, thanks, James, for joining us. <laughs> Penny, tell them bye. Tell them bye. <laughs> oh, we not having it this morning. All right, we out. Thanks, everyone. All right, later. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit anchor.fm backslash Bravo Zulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.